Good evening, everybody. It's Jeff Kellman of Solid Canine Training. Don't forget our seminar series are coming up. We've got three seminars. We're not doing a lot of seminars in 2024, but we've got Nashville coming up. We've got Chicago. We've got New Jersey right by the Philadelphia border. You go to Jeff Kellman Seminars, jeffkellmanseminars.com. You can see the full list and you can purchase both working and audit spots. These are problem solving seminars, so they're uh, quite the game changer. And again, my name is Jeff of Solid Canine Training, and this is the lovely Joelle. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a problem-solving show. It is a show that is going to be a game changer if you are actually struggling with um, unwanted behaviors, because we teach you exactly, just moving cameras around here, and we teach you exactly (laughs) how to stop them. Now, do we give you full, complete answers? We can't. There's just not enough time. And most things take a large amount of time. I also dispel a lot of uh, rumors, a lot of, not rumors, but uh, falsehoods. There's so many falsehoods um, in the dog training community. Last couple of days, we've been, people love to share their input on our page and it's all a bunch of just lies where most people don't just understand what they're talking about whatsoever at all they put their dog into the context of what we're explaining and then they project that upon the tens of millions hundreds of millions of dogs out there and the the tens of thousands of highly skilled trainers that actually would highly disagree because they're in the trenches all day long so we like to talk about the the you know what we're going to tell you to do and also i'm very very aware of the conversation out there. That's one thing that we're really good at is I know how to reward base trained dogs. I know how to use clickers. I know how to use food training. I know how to do luring. Um, I can do free shaping. Um, when it comes to training, we can train dogs. The great part is though, we also know how to apply a punisher to stop an unwanted behavior. We know how to remote collar train dogs, which is actually takes a pretty big skill set. Um, so, uh, and remote cowers can do shock cowers, remote cowers, Z cowers are all the same thing. They can do things. Sorry, technical issues. There we go. And they keep, um, uh, so many dogs from reaching their full potential and so many owners from not being able to, uh, reach their full potential. Our uh, separation anxiety course is officially launched. Go to um, www.solidk9academy, Solid K9 Academy, and you can get uh, a couple of good things you might want to think about tonight. Join our community. Our community gets open uh, this month for open enrollment. Get yourself a year membership and your life will change. Not only do you get um, thousands of dollars in free courses included, you get two times uh, a month video uh, coaching calls with us. And um, it's, a, it's really a community. It's a community of people. So it's really fantastic. Uh, for everybody listening on Rumble, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on um Instagram. Welcome. If you're listening to on a podcast, welcome. If you listen to the replay, thank you very much. Feel free to like all of our content, share it, and feel free to comment as well. Uh, you'll be typing in your questions. You'll all read them, and I will answer them. And away we go. Okay. Let's see. Avi says, hi, everyone. Hello. Uncle Bun says, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Constance says, hey, friends. Hey, hey Constance, how are, how are you? Hello, friends. Um, Amy says, Montana. Montana. Hey, Montana. Yeah, it's cold. 
It's cold everywhere. It's cold yeah. in Florida. Yeah, it's cold in Florida too. It's not that bad. Oh, it's cloudy. It's, it's been cloudy. Yeah, it's been cloudy for a little bit. We haven't had we haven't had sunshine for for a while. <laughs> it's not feeling like the sunshine state. Yeah, that's for definitely sure. not. It's okay. We'll get back there. Let's see. Ryan says good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Avi says it's cold here. Yeah, it's cold everywhere. Yeah. That's it right now. Here we go. Here. Kara says, why do you think dogs will do things like attack porcupines and skunks multiple times when they are receiving a punishment every time? Gary Wilkes, uh, I, I don't know, altitude to there not being a marker. Can you explain? Well, sometimes you don't need a marker. I mean, obviously, you don't need a marker. I mean, you know, especially a porcupine. I mean, a, a skunk burns the eyes and it smells like shit afterwards. But you know, um, but a porcupine is intense pain. So why do they not? Um, why do they not? Because no, why do they do it over and over? Yeah, that's what I mean. Why do they not avoid? Why do they not avoid it? Because it's, it's believe it or not, even though it's a Punisher, it's obviously not a big enough Punisher for them. Right, their prey drive probably just overrides. Right, it. so whenever it works. Um, um, whenever, whenever you want to use a marker, just because I said no to the dog and then it went after a porcupine, that still wouldn't stop it. If I said no, as the dog was going after the porcupine and I used a electric collar, shock collar, and I made it really, really suck, which is how we do it, the dog would stop. I think it just goes to show the, the pain threshold these animals have. And people think, oh, you think getting jabbed in the face with 100 quills yeah. would be enough. But yeah. to some dogs, it's, it's not. not. It's not it's enough. It's really not. They don't care. Yeah, they don't. So, you know, so you have to understand the marker. It's like it's not that it's necessarily missing the marker. It's, it's, it's missing, a obviously, a marker, but also a high enough consequence. So there are dogs that do not do it again. Mm-hmm. There's that, here's, I'll give you a great example. There's two or three chihuahuas that used to that used to chase Joelle on her bicycle, and oh they would get chasing down the street. She took out her water bottle and she threw it at them, nailing one of them, and they all three scattered. Now, when they see her, they do not approach her. So the other two, which were not, um, uh, had a water bottle thrown at them. By the way, these are bite, little biting dogs. Just they chihuahuas. Were trying to bite my all, chihuahuas can actually get in front of your bike. Any dog can get in front of your bike and or get caught in um, the spokes, get caught in the chain, grab onto your pants leg, and, and, and then and they're like feral. And then, right. But the point is, you can actually crash. So anytime a dog chases you, you need to neutralize it. When I used to train for triathlons at this one, at the Brown Stadium, where we would do, every once in a while, we would do sprints around the stadium. It would be sprint day. Um, I think that was almost the same day we did stairs because we had to sneak into the Brown Stadium. And stairs, it's a big football stadium at uh, Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. And I remember somebody was also there with their spaniel. It's a cocker spaniel. And they would let the dog run. And the dog chased us. And it ran in front of me, like right in front of me. And I tripped and I fell. And I got injured mm. and the owner didn't even apologize, but it's just like, you need to, you know, obviously back then I was not training dogs, but now with the knowledge that I have, I would have just booted that dog. I would have stopped running for a split second and booted that dog. And, oh my God, that's terrible. I'm like, it is. So me falling and getting injured, that's okay. Cause the dog didn't give a shit. It just ran off. It didn't get injured at all. So a dog can apply an injury to me. 
And if I was an elderly person, I could actually die because you can die from a broken hip. You can die from a concussion. You can die from a dislocated shoulder. Believe it or not, you need an infection. You can die um, with a compromised immune system and a couple other your, of your comorbid, more whatever, whatever they call them, the, the thing that led to most um, COVID deaths. And the issue is that there's not a big enough punisher. Dogs go through underground fencing all the time, voluntarily. They know they're going to get shocked. They still do it numerous times. Next. Also, I think it's interesting. We have, um, if you guys are following Snack's journey, the dog mm. in the separation anxiety course, he's kenneled up with no equipment on right now. Yeah. Sleeping. Yep. yep. So remember, you know, sleep. so this dog, um, separation anxiety, we've always said that we get rid of it in a day, most of 99% of the time, thousands of dogs. We have a hundred percent success rates. So if you watch the video that we put out there, um, snacks, um, it can't be kenneled. And it can't not be kenneled. For those of you who have the course already, the video went out today because I edited it today. Mm. And I know Tony, I'm pretty sure, put it in today. The video of his initial like 10 minutes here was a shit show. Yeah. Shit show. Yep. He bent the bars of the crate like that. Yep. Like they were nothing. Like yep. they were made of rubber. Yep. Crazy. So um, we, we, made it suck for him to do that and he got over it we actually ended up did putting him in a bigger uh, stronger kennel which is, a, is a, it's a catch-22 because then it can break their teeth but now what happens is since we did all that work on um, even in the wire kennel by making it suck to go after the bars last night through the night he barked one time Here's something really um, awesome. Once the dog learned the language of the remote, he's been nice and calm. I had to run, Joel was at the gym today. I had to run errands. Angelo was home. And I said to Angelo, do me a favor. If Snacks gets up, just even sits up, because that's how it starts. That's mm -hmm. how it starts. Just give him a light tap on the remote. Angelo knows what a remote is. He knows how to use them. Um, obviously, he can't fully train a dog on one, but he understands the concept. He's been around them since, you know, he was an infant. He has common sense. Okay, and he also has common sense. And he, he's like, what level should I use? And I'm like, well, I already know the level that Snacks is going to need. And I said, start here. If that doesn't work, dial it up. He, know, he understands what that is. He's 11 years old. And I, when I got back, I said, hey, how'd it go? He goes, oh, he got up once. I said, what'd you do? I put, I communicated with him in and down. Did you speak to him at all? No. You didn't even have to speak to him. Angela was sitting in the lazy boy chair because he was getting ready for his podcast this week. Get, you know, he likes to do research and then get the information down. And he just reached over, so funny. tapped the remote. And guess what? Boom. Went right back into it down. Angelo kills me. <laughs> Sorry, we're going off topic, but he came in clutch last night when we were on the webinar, and then Snacks kind of lost his shit for a minute. He was, like, biting his water bowl. I go out there, and Angelo's like, I handled it. I told him no. He's like, and he sucked. <laughs> Good, I love Angelo. Yeah, so that's what's, that's what's great. So, and then talk about consistency. That's consistency. Yeah. Next. All right. I will stop talking about it now. It was just so funny. Sandy said, thank you both for all you do. I was able to reach out to Joelle about some one-on-ones I have stacked up. Yikes. I will be scheduling the time with you. I have fighting males. That is so random. Yeah. I mean, just, 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 um, I think Joelle's been communicating to you with you, our website and just schedule it. Um, I'm sorry, not, um, our mail, our email, email, email us. Yep. Next. Mini Aussie Scout said, would you ever walk a more confident, stable dog with a nervous, people-reactive dog to help the reactive dog? 
I walked my people reactive dog with a sound dog and the behavior was leagues better. So um, I'm not against it, but I would want to make sure that I'm actually truly getting rid of the problem by working that dog independently. Because what happens if you don't have access to that dog? What happens if that dog is um, uh, dies? Not to be morbid, but I want that dog to be rehabbed. So if you want to use this as a helper dog, that's fine. But I want that other dog, though, to be independently not doing leash reactivity anymore. Now, having that dog practice non-leash reactivity is good. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. But I want to make sure that I can do it on its own. For instance, separation anxiety dogs. Right now, we've got only the stacks is truly alone at night, truly alone when we are not, um, when we go out. So there's no dogs. Um, and was, right today was just Angelo, but eventually there'll be no people. It's only, you know, 24 hours after drop off. So, but you're going to get dogs, though, that uh, at the training center up in New England, when we would have 30, 40, 50 dogs there sometimes, and we were working the separation anxiety dog, which we worked a lot of, once we got them to be calm in a group, we actually put them in a room all by themselves. Yeah, we'd have them. So they're in a room way back, like two rooms back from general because population. Other dogs are, yeah, companions. Yeah, technically, they're, they're, oh, they're, not technically they're not separate now. Yeah. They're not separate. Next. We have to train for what life is going to be like back home. Mm-hmm. Um, canine consultant said, I watched the anxiety video. Excellent info. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's so much you can learn from that. Again, this is separation anxiety is probably out of all the behaviors that you don't want your dog to have. Oh my God. Obviously you don't want your dog to be aggressive, but you can manage that. Now, if it's aggressive towards you, that's rough. Family members, immediate family members, that's rough. But if it's aggressive towards dogs that you, you know, uh, that are on the street or aggressive towards guests coming in your house, I mean, that can be managed. I mean, you can, you can, you can manage that. It's not fun to do, and that's not the final answer, but you can manage that. The dog can actually e- die of natural causes at the end of its life. But a separation anxiety dog overruns your life. Mm-hmm. And it can be very expensive because they can do so much self-harm. And it can also yep. destroy things. Like crates aren't, they're, well, they're pretty cheap actually, but how many crates do you need to go through? Right. You can't put any bedding in there. Um, and you. And then it affects your, every, like, everything. I, I didn't get any sleep last yeah. night. Granted, he wasn't misbehaving, but I was nervous right. that he would. Right. And I'm like, if I miss yeah. something, you know? Right. So I'm exhausted actually yeah. up most of the night. Yeah. Metal Chicks says, Good evening. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Um, Terry G said, would I get grandfathered in for the next community or I need to sign up again? No, if you're in, you're in. The only thing is like, when you're, when does your subscription expire? So like, let's say you signed up for the yearly, you wouldn't have to worry about renewing until next year, right. but you're grandfathered in at whatever price you're at, right. as long as you don't cancel. If you cancel and then rejoin, right. you're going to have to rejoin at the current price right so every time just we keep putting more and more content in there so every time every month that it opens up it's open up for 30 days at a time and then it closes for people to buy yearly memberships i mean monthly membership i'm sorry monthly memberships but what happens is though is if you don't lock yourself in into the yearly membership the next time it's open it's going to go up i mean a community is a game changer it is a game changer you in courses alone you get thousands of dollars in courses and i believe how much is a year now 377 377 for a whole year, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money because you can get tons of advice, more advice than you'll ever need. Like you will not need anything else. Next. 
Glenn said, I just had to switch Loki and Luke from Purina one lamb recipe because I stopped eating and have diarrhea. Purina, Royal Canin, Pure Balance, Merrick Instinct, and Stella and Chewy's are receiving reports of sickness. I just want to make sure no dogs get sick or die. Well, this is the thing. Guess how many manufactured dog food manufacturers there are in the country? Aren't there only like three or four? There might be a little bit more of that, but I wouldn't buy any Purina product or any. They're all owned by the same company. Or I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy any product that was made by Purina. In fact, for our chickens, we drive four times as far. We have a we have a chicken food place right down the street from us. I will drive. It's so close and it's so convenient, and there's no traffic. I'll drive 30, we, we, I drive 30 minutes instead, which to a lot of people doesn't sound like a lot, but considering that this other place is five minutes from, from us, I'll drive 30 minutes to get non-Purina chicken food. Purina products are not good. They've got a great marketing team. Purina products are not good. Next. Judy says, hi. Hey, hey Judy, how are you? Metal Chicks says, says, good evening. Did I already read that? I can't remember, Maybe. but hey, hi again. Hey, how are you? She's on Rumble. Got seven inches of snow here in Nashville and got to enjoy playing with my dog in it. Saw nice. other dogs, had one bark at us through a fence. No correction needed. No yep. reaction. What a gift. Yep. That's, Good for the, you. That, that's the goal. I mean, I, this is the great thing. I love how people are making so much progress, but this is what I want you to start doing now. Don't be surprised. Right? Don't be surprised. Have faith in your training. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you. Trust me. You're doing a great job. But let's get to the point now where we're not surprised by our dogs doing well. It's sort of shocked that our dogs are not doing well. Mm. Like this is after you've gone through. It's like, geez, where'd that come from? Haven't seen that for a long time. It's like I expect you to behave because I've been working my ass off, keeping up with it, giving you the right information, teaching you what I want, teaching you what I don't want, having a great communication. And what happened? Now, shit happens. You get three dogs off leash, dogs to run at you. Like, a lot of dogs are going to explode. I wouldn't consider that a problem behavior in your dog. I would want make sure you have good neutralization skills, though. Next. Brittany says, Kinsey is working on place. He's 13 weeks now, working on some recall. Wait, hold on. With dog's food, daily Not food? Not recall. I obviously cannot read tonight. Working on some small duration. <laughs> we were putting him on place while we eat. Is mm. it okay to reward with food throughout the duration mm -hmm. and then just go longer and longer between rewards? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Yep, yep. So what you want to do is you, you mark it with good or whatever your, whatever your sort of stabilizing marker is, good. And you say it in a neutral tone. You walk over there slowly. And, you, and when you feed the dog, you feed it. If it's in place, it should be lying down. Feed it from below. In other words, don't come up high so the dog gets up out of position. Feed down below at the level that the dog is at and just walk away. Just have a leash on the dog as well, though. Next. Um, let's see. Sandy said, truthfully, I've been embarrassed that I can't stop it after all the training I've done. Fighting, Fighting house needs is tough, okay, Sandy. Sandy, let Even me just... For us. So, so, Sandy, the, the highest failure rate of, of a trainer um, that works with aggression is fighting housemates. That's going to be the highest failure rate. So, and I would say that 90% of dog trainers out there in the United States do not work with aggression, and even a smaller amount will work with fighting housemates. I mean, trust me, fighting housemates are, we, we, this is what I tell owners with fighting housemates. Are you, are you willing to have a 50-50 chance it'll work? Mm. That's, just, that's just mother nature. That's reality. Now, when they're with us, now you've got to 
90, 10 chance, 90, yes, they won't fight, 10% chance they will, if they're living with us. But fighting house people still are not understanding, they're getting there, it's getting better, about association. About association. So that's like um, being sober. So you can be sober and stay sober, and at the beginning of your sobriety, you most likely have to stay out of situations that you used to be in that would create you to drink. You have to work on it, number one, who you're hanging out with, where you're hanging out, and then also make sure you're putting a lot of, like, you know, if you're into talk therapy, you're putting a lot of positive messaging into your brain. But if you don't do all that stuff, oh, I'm just going to go back live in my old apartment with my three alcoholic roommates, and I, they all have... They all have partners who do drugs and alcohol. I'm just going to hang out with them every Friday night, Saturday night, and I'm just going to like you know wake up and you know smoke a joint and have a drink before I go to work. It's like it's, you're not going to stay sober, obviously. So it's the same thing with dogs. That doesn't mean that the place that you went for um, rehab was not good because chances are they told you <laughs> you can't hang out with who you used to hang out with. And what we tell our owners are what you used to do, you're going to have to switch up. To think that your dog can be rehabbed, go back to the exact same situation with you doing the exact same thing and not all of a sudden like regress, it's ridiculous. It's the same thing with losing weight, getting in shape, toxic relationships. It's the same exact thing. Mother nature. Next. Um, Stalgobon said outdoor time is not an option right now with temperatures being in the negatives until next week. My Papillon will be fine, but I miss playing chuck it with my German Shepherd. Both of them are lifting their paws up after a minute or two in the snow. Get boots for them. Get boots. That's it. Just get boots for them. I know, but I wouldn't even want to be out negative temperatures. I, I, I did. It's, it's, you know, yeah, just get boots. Treadmill That's, train. Treadmill. I mean, but, you know, get boots. Definitely. Joyful Canine, have you ever worked with ex-breeder show dogs that were heavily e-collar punished for sitting down, specifically hunting breed like GSP, only trained recall and drop it? So that's not just hunt, that's just not hunt dogs that get trained like that. Because I know many, many, many hunt dog trainers that don't train like that. So, um, but the, 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 I think the real question we can say is, have you ever worked with a dog that the owner or trainer only used the e-collar for a, a very hard no and nothing else, even in obedience, without, without actually getting the dog to understand actually what the e-collar is? Yes, we have. Have we been able to totally reboot that and make it great? Yes, we have. And, and also, one more point where we will apply the punisher before we apply the obedience, we do it too. So, for, for instance, when Snacks came in, his relationship with the e-cower with us was higher level corrections to stop breaking out of a crate, which, by the way, works. Does not make it worse at all. If it makes it worse at all, you're doing it wrong. Now, that does, that's not a shaming, um, uh, uh, egotistical comment. I'm just saying you did it wrong then. So you can go from that to all of a sudden low-level um, remote cow work as well. So that, but, there's, but there's skill sets there. People have to understand there's a skill set to food training as well. There's a skill set to everything. There's a skill set for everything. But the great thing is there's so much free information out there in the public domain that you can actually learn all this stuff on your own. We sell courses. We've got start-to-finish courses that are extremely helpful. Next. Kara, in your experience, do you think the Roughland kennels are a good choice for working on anxiety issues, or do you prefer the tube steel type like you're using now? Well, the two, the, the, for a lot of people, the, the, the one we're using now, it's not practical. It's out of people's price range. Um, but then again, 
what is three or four destroyed grains cost you? Right. Um, there's the impact rates, uh, you know, that are pretty strong. But this is the thing. As long as you can get a crate that the dog really can't get its mouth around, bend the bars, chip a tooth, um, and you immediately address it. So that's the primary goal. You can address it immediately. Also, you can also muzzle the dog with a Baskerville muzzle while you're working through it. So it can't bend the bars. Next. We've used Rufflin though before, but oh yeah, absolutely. I would say my only—they're good kennels, but if they have a drooling problem, the whole damn thing fills with drool, which yeah. is the worst. So then yeah. you got to hose it out all the time. Yeah. But but besides yeah. that, they work good as far as dogs can't really yeah. hook yeah. their teeth around. But the goal them. the goal is to get back to a wire crate or, or a nice ornamental crate. I mean, right now there are so many furniture slash crates. There's like these coffee table crates. I mean, there's beautiful. People are building crates underneath. Like, you know, if you've got a second floor, you've got steps. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, so there's, cool. there's empty space underneath the steps. I mean, you can make a little kid's fort in there, too. I love you know, that. a little secret door. I love well, well you, can, you can turn that into a, a crate bank. You can also put a crate bank underneath your TV, you know, semi entertainment center kind of thing. There's so many things you can do right now, and there's enough craftspeople out there, as well as buy off the shelf products that you can get. Next. Mm, joyful canines that I never, I have, but never GSP, very desensitized to the remote, but also genetically a fearful mess. That's why they rehomed to pet dog at 18 months. Just curious if any insight or tips so far starting the basics. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, German Shepherd, you know, German Shepherd, um, uh, GSPs are, are not, yes, you see a lot of fearful ones. Yes, you do. Okay. But those are just, you know, not, not greatly bred, but actually, there's a, there, it's a, it's a dog that's actually meant to be out in the woods, out, hardy. To, you know, hardy dogs. They're actually pretty intense dogs. So they're not meant to be nervous, fearful. So if they're nervous and fearful, it's not a breed thing as much as it is a possibly breeder thing, a genetic thing, um, a lack of confidence building socialization thing at the beginning, but all that stuff can be turned around. Mm-hmm. The majority of dogs can be turned around. Next. Yeah. We've trained a lot of GSPs. Yep. I like them. Dustin, a neighbor claimed our dog attacked her dog and bit it. The bite is basically completely disproven, but we might be facing a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. There's a video with audio of her screaming at the dogs, provoking the fight. I have later video of her walking by our property after the incident with my dog outside with me. Her dog was pulling at the leash to get over to my dog, who just stood well-behaved. How can I go about finding a credible dog behaviorist that might be able to testify? Okay. So you don't want to get a dog behaviorist, okay? First of all. Getting an expert dog witness is really, really challenging. A lot of judges don't put much credence on that. A lot of times, it's like unless the, unless the, unless the trainer saw what happened, how are they going to? What, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? No, this person's dog does not show any aggressive tendencies. Every dog can be pushed to the point of an aggressive tendency. So our dogs walk down the street all the time. They walk past tons of dogs all the time. They want, they, they walk past leash reactive dogs all the time. But guess what? If they get rushed by a dog, they're going to defend themselves. So the, the bigger issue is who saw it? Yeah, everybody's got ring cameras yeah, these days. Who saw it? I'd ask a neighbor you know? if they and, it. And where did the bite take place? Was it on, was it on your property? Did that dog come on your property? It actually makes a difference. It, it actually makes a difference. So, but I would talk to a lawyer about that, not a podcaster. Next. Sandy said double down is a godsend. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. The double down is fantastic. It's low level work. Um, it is, um, it, 
takes the dog's takes the dog's head and you communicate with it to lie down with its head down next. Uh, Terry said just monthly at this point since it opened. Yeah. So if you're monthly, you're good. Like you're mm-hmm. we're not like, oh, you can't be in this month. It's right, right. Renew. Every month you renew at the old price. Yeah. Yeah. At the old price, yes. Joyful Canine said, this is why I feel so much better feeding raw. So many recalls. My client's dog last week had two seizures narrowed down to a chemical present in their chemi- in their kibble. Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, it's like, and this is the thing, a lot of people will say, and, and a lot of people will say, and there's, there's, there's actually validity to it. Well, when we were younger growing up, we just bought, we just bought a, you know, a bag of 50 pound, you know, old Roy and like, whatever. It's like, yeah, I know that. I understand that. But guess what though? The ingredients inside that bag was different than the ingredients inside the bag now. Like all these preservatives, you know, all these chemicals, all these additives, all these not real food. Mm-hmm. Are present, you know, are present. There's tons of stuff. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, we're not present compared to what's now is present. There's not really not much food, quality food in there. No. And everyone's like, oh, you feed raw, aren't you worried about salmonella? Do you know that a dog eats dead animals on the side of the road? They eat roadkill. Dogs do this. When you're, when you're going through the wood, woods, a dog will find a dead bird, eat it. They have like way, okay. was it lower stomach acid than us? Oh, I know lower it's Lower means it's more strong. You can leave raw beef out for a day or two. And no way would we eat it. The dog will eat it. They'll eat anything. And now, will the dog get the shits for a, for a little bit? Maybe, but they're not going to freaking die from it or they're not going to get sick from it. They're not going to get quote unquote food poisoning from it. They'll be fine. Obviously, yes, you should refrigerate your raw food. Don't get me wrong. Um, if you're going to get deer meat, you want to freeze it for, for, for a length of time to kill anything that's in there. But there's dogs that will like bury their food and like go eat yeah. it days later. Yeah. It's so disgusting. Yep. Next. Um, let's see. Jennifer says, my dog is so reactive that we can't go out in public or walks, etc. She's high energy breed. Wine Vishla needs an outlet. I'm going to get her reactive, aggressive dog lessons, hoping it will help. Okay, so here's a couple of things. Good kudos to you. If you're going to a reactive rover class, I don't want to know where you're going. I don't want to know the trainer or the company that you're going to, but I just want to educate you a little bit on this. And it's not me like, let me educate you. It's just like, I want you to be aware. If you're going to a typical reactive rover class that does not believe in applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior, they do not understand what loading is, and they're focusing mostly on redirection and then putting you in another room or anything like that, or totally turning the other way and avoiding the situation and never working the dog above threshold, you're going to lose. You need to find somebody that knows how to stop leash reactivity right now, today. Now, can you stop it in a day? The majority of the cases out there, yes, you can. Now, does that mean it's gone? No, it's not. But you can actually now be able to walk your dog and then you can start doing. So now we're down to like, great. Now you're workable. Now I can start actually working you. When a dog is exploding, they're not workable. We've got a great course called chaos to control, which will show you exactly how to do it. It explains all those things. So the trainer should know what loading is. The trainer should know how to apply a punisher to stop an unwanted behavior. You want to be careful about redirection. Because if you think about it, that's a reward-based thing. The dog explodes, you redirect it with food. The dog eats the food, goes back and explodes. So what, you're, what they're going to tell you, though, is they're going to tell you is that we're trying to get the dog to reassociate the dog with something good. It doesn't work that way. 
it doesn't work that way. The dog's too high in drive, it's not thinking rationally, and it most likely won't even take the food. And what you're doing is you're trying to get the, do the dog to, to move away or to look at you. Put it in a sit, get it to look at you. No, these things, have they worked with some dogs? Absolutely. But truly leash reactive dogs though, they will laugh at you. They'll laugh at you. So we have a tried and true, tried and true way. They might have a tried and true way, but if they can't make dramatic results on day one, dramatic results on day one, you're probably in the wrong place. Because I do weekend seminars. We, I'm sorry, I do day-long seminars. I've done a lot of them. Leash reactivity seminar. One day, 20 dogs, 25 dogs, all coming in hot, all coming in reactive. Those are the best. Every one of them shuts up and lies down in the first 15 minutes. Every dog is doing downstays next to each other, like within, within a meter of each other. By the end, dogs are walking by each other. Dogs are walking right into each other. Like, we'll take a dog, we'll put it in a sit with the owner, and I'll have dog after dog run towards it. Obviously, they're with a person, but I'm saying, no, we proof and we proof and we proof and we proof. But we also know how to stop unwanted behavior. Next. Um, Adelier says, any tips for crate training? My four-month-old cocker cries for 15 minutes every day after I get her in. She sleeps there every night and during her naps. That's good. Okay. So for 15 minutes, what are you doing to, what punisher are you applying to stop the crying? So if you, if you're brand new to our show or, or if, if other people are brand new to the show, this is what is the top, the popular narrative. I always like to throw it out there because I'm obviously well aware of it and we've never seen it in the history of my career, which is over 10,000 dogs is that you're, if you apply a punisher in a crate, you're going to create a negative association in the crates. That's a lie. It's an outright blatant lie. It borders on unethical behavior, and it keeps owners struggling for a very long period of time. All we have ever seen is dogs stop whining. That's all we've ever seen. We've seen no negative side effects at all, no hesitation about the crate whatsoever. We do not see any unwanted behaviors then pop up like whack-a-mole. Some things we do, but getting a dog to shut up in a crate, and you can do this with eight to 10-week-old puppies as well. So you just have to find the punisher that works. Next. Mm, let's see. Christy says, any suggestions on any dry dog food I should use? I was looking in a raw, fresh dog as opposed to kibble, but it was prohibitively expensive. I did switch to Canada, though. Okay. So Canada, unfortunately, was, I think, sold a little bit ago. Um, so I'm not sure who owns Canada right now. Diamond now. So Diamond, so Diamond Food Products manufactures a lot of stuff. And that's why when they have a recall of their product, you'll see at least six to 10 other companies are recalling like Taste of the Wild, um, like, um, new, like you know, Newman's, like Ellen's, like um, 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 all those other, a lot of other companies. They manufacture and private label for a bunch of companies. But now, by now, this information might not even be accurate anymore because these companies keep buying each other up. So, but I can't give you a recommendation on a good dry kibble because I don't know of any. Are they out there? Possibly, but I just don't know of any of them. Um, raw, it's not prohibitively, is it prohibitively expensive? It all depends on where you put your, your budget money to. Usually the money is there. If you have 10 dogs and they're all 80 pounds a piece, that's going to get really pricey for you. But if you have one or two dogs, it's actually not that expensive. It's not. Also, make sure you're feeding the right amount to your dog. A lot of dogs are overfed. You can also do it on your own. So, for instance, you can get beef. You can get, you know, I, I believe the average price across the board works out to about $4 a pound for, like, prepackaged raw. Between 4 and $5 a pound, usually. It's, it's, it's ready to go, well-balanced. But you can, get, you can get, you know, pork. 
at a dollar ninety nine a pound for for pork loins. You can get beef, um, uh, uh, seventy three twenty seven beef for um, two ninety nine a pound. Um, you can even go cheaper than that if you buy all this stuff in large quantities bulk from a wholesaler. Then you can get all your duck necks and all your your organ meats for. Um, Per pound, it actually can that can be a little bit more pricey, um, but um, you don't you only have to put ten percent of uh, bone and ten percent of organ meat in there. So eighty percent of your stuff is protein. So you can actually get the cost down pretty pretty much. But you have to but you just package it yourself. Next, according to this article, Canada is merging with Natural Balance. And but who owns Natural Balance? Right. So so in every so I don't you know, think that in other in other words, you know, there's there was two great Canadian companies. Um, that that were, were decent, but those were bought up. I believe Mars was bought up. See, everything is everything is going to be everything is sort of being owned by a couple of companies. Our whole our whole food supply is being owned by a couple of companies, and then we can get into the whole big farm thing if you want to. Next, I'm looking up to great show tonight. Thanks, thanks for being here. Awesome, thank you. Jay Bone said, "Day one separation anxiety course was pretty impressive. I couldn't believe Snacks was right out biting the crate in front of you, of biting course. the dish, looking for a way out. Yeah, can't wait to see him progress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he definitely it, means it, business. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Thank God he's not aggressive. I know he's you know? actually like a really sweet dog. Yeah. Thank God he's not aggressive. Thank God. He's very stubborn. Very stubborn. He doesn't have a lot of energy. Um, we're going to talk to the owners about changing his food mm-hmm. because um, his skin's not looking great." So, but which is part of what we do. Like, we just be like, you know, we you want like, the, old, the whole dog. Right, be right. So anyway, but yeah, that's what they do. They'll, they'll destroy. They will destroy, destroy a crate. They will. Dogs will rip out an in-window air conditioning, jump out the window. Dogs will break glass. Dogs will eat through RV doors. Dogs will eat through your, your door. A toe, like a yeah. whole toe, because yeah. he injured it so badly with his owners, they had to have it surgically removed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because so, if he can't bite, he'll just scratch. Yeah, yeah. But crate. right now, right, but now, like like Joel said, so calm. like right now, like today when he wasn't working, he was lying down, mm-hmm. calm. And if he would get up, it's still be. And when he got up, it's not like he got up with intent. But we we want him to practice relaxation. So day two, within twenty four hours of him being here, his his whole energy is different, and it's not because. Meanness is happening. It's because dog training is happening. Next. Mm, Jennifer said, I believe they use a combo of distance and desensitizing and e-collar mm-hmm. classes. What is that? The leisure activity classes she's thinking of going to. What do they do? Distance, desensitizing, and e-collar. Okay, good. So they should know. You know, but they might not. Just mm-hmm. people, just 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 check. And if you run into any struggles. You know, don't say Jeff says this. Nobody wants to hear that. Okay. You know, dog trainers, we've got big egos. And, but, but if you struggle at all, we do have courses. You can do them in parallel with yours. But the good thing about going to an actual course, hopefully with other dogs, is you really can role play a lot of situations with an expert that can help navigate all that for you. So kudos to you. Kudos to you. Next. Adelier says, um, that I don't use punishment. I want her to see the crate as a positive association. Okay. So just to let you know, by using punishment, first of all, your dog, by using punishment, your dog will not see it as a negative. I just, you know, I explained that. We're, we've never seen that happen before. I give a treat or ignore her. Okay. So. so ignoring her is allowing her to do something. I just want you, so I understand what you're doing. And I understand you might've been told that. Um, but I want you to know that I, it is, it is, it is fact. It is fact 
that applying a punisher to a dog, now you have to know how to apply the punisher though. You can't just be yelling and screaming in the dog. You can't be like rolling it down a hill, you know, but by applying a well-timed punisher, which is you just saying no, you can use an e-cower. You can use a, you can you actually hit the top of the crate. You are not going to create a negative association with the crates. I've never seen that in 20 years of my career. And I've been practicing what I've been preaching with thousands of dogs and I've never seen it. Now, a lot of trainers will say that. How do they know? How many times have they done it? So a lot of people like to say what's going to happen, but they've never actually done it. So they don't know what it's going to look like. Now, you can read that, but the people that wrote it, have they ever done it? So I would like to know who is actually applying a punisher to a dog in a crate, and they've done it at least 100 times, because that's a, I would consider that a small sample, done it 100 times, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they've seen it get worse. Because I've never seen it get worse. And right now, by ignoring it, you are allowing it. I just want you to know that. Think about that. By ignoring something, you are saying yes to the dog. Next. Um, Kim said, hey, guys, we have a trainer here that does Sunday pack walks. Awesome. Single file through the historic Old Town, Virginia, with a stop on the waterfront for some training. Awesome. We had like 20 dogs, and most were off lead. We were at the back of the pack. Thumper is really doing great. Good for you. That's Sounds awesome. great. Good for you. What a great opportunity. Snuggle Bun says, Papillon's feet are too small for boots, yep. but I can try with my shepherd yeah. and see if they'll actually stay on yeah. him. Thanks. Well, they get, they, get, they get weirded out by them. It's a yeah. weird sensation. You actually have to acclimate the dogs to the actual boots because then they walk all funny. You know, they walk all funny. But, um, but they can wear them, obviously. But it's almost like muzzle conditioning. It's almost like muzzle conditioning. Next. Jennifer said, so what are your thoughts on the use of e-collar? My ex terrified of an e-collar because I had used a BART collar when she was younger. So now she has a bad association with that type of training collar. Okay, you can absolutely do it. We love e-collars. Well, I've been using e-collars for 18 years. They're great for training and obedience behavior, um, proofing obedience behavior, stopping unwanted behaviors, having a conversation with your dog to help them with their um, state of mind. It's great for fear, stress, anxiety. Um, it's it's incredible for confidence building. And people will that don't have experience with it will say that, no, no, shocking the dog doesn't do that. I'm like, that's because you just don't know how to use it. You don't know how to use it. That's what it boils down to. So you can have a dog. I worked with, I remember one dog, in, I've worked with thousands of these dogs, but one dog in particular that this happened was a, malfun a malfunctioning bark collar. The, the collar wouldn't turn off. Very rare. But then again, there's really cheap bark collars out there. That's why we recommend the ones we recommend. So it wouldn't turn off. So it kept shocking and shocking and shocking. Your average bark collar resets. There's, there's momentary amount and then it resets. And the dog had an incredible, incredible um, bad experience with the e-cower. We fully e-cower train that dog. So when you find someone that knows what they're doing, and we have online courses that can show you, because you have to remember what you're doing is if you do, if you do obedience training with a leash and food, all reward-based stuff, then you go to your proofing stage with the leash and in, in, in collar, um, regular collar or prong collar. And then if you go to the, the correction stage, now your dog understands what to do, what not to do, and how to be held accountable. So now you've taught your dog that. Then if you layer the e-cower training over that, which is, and we have a four-step process, priming, CS, NCS, and then, um, you know, correction, punisher. And we show that in our green to graduates. 
And if you do that, that we show step-by-step how to do it, you'll have a confident off-leash trained dog. So like we've seen all the things, we've heard about all the things, and, and the reason why I preach all this stuff, some people think it's cocky, it's more called confidence and experience, and like I don't want people to not have the best dog possible. The biggest factor is you need to know what to do, but the great thing is there's online courses that show you. I explain it a lot in our coaching calls. We do it in our Q&As, but they're incredible. Incredible. A lot of people, there was somebody that came on my page the other day saying, you know, hitting a dog with anything, even a soft cotton towel, so blocking a dog will make it more fearful and more leash reactive. Never seen that happen. I've never seen that in 20 years. And I've worked with thousands of leash reactive dogs. I've worked with fearful dogs. You can actually correct a fearful dog. Being afraid doesn't get you out of holding, holding, holding a command or listening to a command. Being a fearful dog, you can't get it. That doesn't mean you can be leash reactive or aggressive. So you can pretty much train very similar to you would train a non-fearful dog, but then you would just do lots of confidence building with a fearful dog. But believe it or not, this is how you get a dog over fear. Hold it accountable. But I feel like that's the missing factor in a lot of this. You hear these people say, oh, I did correct my dog for this one thing, this one time, and it made it worse. It's like, yeah, but you're not doing shit with your dog otherwise. But, but also, you're not asking it to do anything. Is it possible that you did it wrong? That too. But I just feel like most right. people who say that, they don't have any rule structure for their dogs. They're not asking. They're not demanding. Right. They're just picking one thing. Their dog pulls on the leash. It's all over the place. But, oh, I'm going to correct you for this one thing. Yeah. Of course your dog's going to be terrified. Right, right. It has no idea. You've it's, never even told it you, no you, in its entire life. Right. Or you've never given it any, any good input at all. Ever. Yeah, at all. So, But we're not seeing it. When you do a full 360-degree training program, which includes nutrition, exercise, obedience, state of mind, behavior modification, confidence building. You do not see these issues when you know what you're doing. There's plenty of people out there that know what they're doing. You need to just define them. That's all. That's all. Next. Um, Shay said, I can attest that applying a Punisher works. With Jeff's advice, we've been able to significantly improve the whining in a crate. Yeah, it absolutely works. If anybody says that punishment doesn't work, does not know what they're talking about. I'm sorry, but they're uneducated. Punishment works. Punishment is not last resort. If you want to truly stop an unwanted behavior, and I, and I talk about this, but even though it's only 5% of what we do, I still talk about this 95% of the time because most people don't need help on the proactive obedience training, even though a lot of people are actually doing that wrong. Yeah. No fault of theirs. People are not fi- following a guidebook. They're actually not following a, a regimented protocol. Mm-hmm. And, and, and dog training is a regimented protocol. It's not a buffet where you can just pick and choose. But It's not a buffet. But I like that. We'll start using that with our clients. Phoebe buffet? This isn't a buffet. <laughs> this isn't a buffet. This so, isn't a buffet. So I think it's important to say, make a statement saying that applying a punisher doesn't work is a false statement. Applying a punisher, which instills an inhibitor, which stops an unwanted behavior, works. And if you know how to do it, it works every single time. You just have to know how to do it. That's all. It's like, oh, I'm on a diet. Do you know how to go on it? Do you know how to diet? Do you know how to, do you know how to meal prep? Do you know how to count calories? Do you know, do you know what, 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 what's the ingredients in every single food you eat? No. I'm just going to, you know, 
eat salad. <laughs> okay. And what's the dressing you're putting on that salad? Blue cheese? Well, that's about 4,000 4, calories right there. Right? So, why are you telling me to shut up and hitting me? Oh. You're going on and off. It's like, what's next? Next. God. Sandy said, thank you. I'll set up an appointment for a one-on-one. Love you both. Oh, Love you too. Now, I just want to make sure people understand. Okay. There's just so much false information. No. You know, you know, I got a couple of Matthew Perry references too. Next. Jeff hasn't been watching Friends already. Ari said, I trained a dog today outside of a dog park. Nice. Owner asked me, when can my dog go in there? Never. Are the dogs there more advanced in their training? He feels like his dog is missing out. I told him like this. No. If your kid wanted M&Ms and then you feel bad because they can't have candy like all the kids, would you let your kid get M&Ms from a jar knowing that 10 of the 100 are, poison, are poisonous? Yeah. So, dog parks are the same. Maybe those dogs are lucky and have had no issues. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, they, yeah, like, this is the thing, you know, we can't stand dog parks, but guess what? Millions of dogs and f- families here go to them, and many of them have no problem. We hear about the ones that do have a problem, because they come to us for rehab. So, I'm not a big fan of dog far- parks at all, but I'm a big fan of socialization, but that's structured socialization with dogs you know, owners that you know, everybody's abiding by the same rules, so we're huge fans of socialization, but socialization doesn't necessarily mean direct interaction with dogs and people it means being around lots of distractions but it's not that they're more advanced usually dogs go to dog parks are less advanced way less because they have to be confined in the right area so wouldn't it be great if your dog could always be off leash without any fences and your dog responds to we run our dogs off leash all the time we run clients dogs off leash all the time Mm -hmm. so you know you can still have that life those dogs now are more advanced next Avi said, like in the Munsters, when the steps lifted for spot, that's the kennel I'm building, LOL. Yep. Um, Mary, Mary says, leash reactive. I've been working with my American Pitbull Terrier. Mm-hmm. He has bite work training. He's getting better. But is there more? My real question is, how do I keep myself in a positive mindset? Oh, there's so much you can do. I don't know what, I don't know what, you, there's, you've got, so you've got books, you've got podcasts, you've got audiobooks, you, then you, there's meditation, then there's journaling. I mean, there's a whole nuts to bolts thing that you could be doing. It's not, that's, that's not a quick, that's not a quick answer. It's not a quick answer at all. You know, lo, you know, learning how to actually be in a better state of mind with, number one, stop watching the news for starters. Mm. Okay, stop watching. Start, here, I'll tell you what to start doing. Okay, so stop watching the news. Stop reading newspapers on all your social media. If anybody is negative, immediately delete them. Stop having conversations with negative people at work. If you work at a place, don't surround yourself with anybody that's negative at all. Walk away from all negative conversations. If you've got family, if you have family members, and that includes family members as well, just because you are are, are related to each other, that doesn't give them a free pass to be negative with you. So you have to get yourself out of that situation. Now, surround yourself now with positive stuff. So positive audio books, um, positive uh, uh, podcasts, positive uh, TV shows. There's not much good news out there, but you can start searching for, you know, searching for good news Um, or don't listen to any news. You'll be fine. Okay. The world's going to come to an end. We just need to know when. All right. Don't worry. You'll get an, you'll get an email. Um, So um, just don't listen to the CDC because they'll lie about it. It'll be too late. Next. Okay. Dustin says, thanks for the answer. Lawyer is the one who recommended finding a behaviorist to talk about leash aggression, et cetera. Yeah, but so, <clears throat> it, 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 
these are not it's not a child that stole and it's going to all of a sudden cross-examine about their like their childhood their abusive childhood okay it's more factual your dog bit or didn't bite we need to see the video or else it turns into a he said she said so there's got to be video there has to be video somewhere everyone like we we go for we go for um walks you know every every day and i walk by people's houses and i'm like i've been noticing for a while every house no matter what condition it's in we have some houses in our neighborhood you know we live in florida there's a bunch of houses that have been around probably since the 50s and 60s in this complex maybe more like the 60s and 70s and a lot of them have not been worked on yet we don't live in a ghetto or anything nothing wrong with that if you do um um, but everybody has a ring camera or some sort of security camera outside their door. Everybody does. So see who's got a see who's got a camera. Yeah. Obviously, we bought Fargo in the seventies and eighties. Cheryl said Hearts Mountain Kibble in the seventies. Yep. yep. Yeah. And food was different then. Uh, yeah. But, but not only just dog food, human food. I remember when I was growing up, my parents always did like kibble with the canned combined yeah. with the combo. Yeah. Even even the food in the can was better. Yeah. Like, I mean, human food was better. At least, like, the wet dog food looked like chunks of meat. Yeah, I I remember when I was over in Russia, um, at a pet show in Russia, and um, there was this booth right across from me, right across from me. And uh, it's really, really funny, because, you know, I'm sober, so, um, you know, first thing in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, bottles of vodka are getting lined up, buyers come come in, they're all doing, sitting around. It's really early to be drinking. It's, just, it's, it's a way of life. It's not a stereotype. It was a way, it's a way of life, at least for these folks, or, but a lot of other people, too. Um, Drink it like coffee. Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely do. And anyway, but they had, they had canned, they had wet dog food, and I went over to look at it, and I'm like, damn, that looks like grandma's stew, technically. Mm. Next. Kara said 98% of dog food recalls for salmon- salmonella and yeah. listeria have been dry kibble. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy, I walk a with a small group of people with four or five dogs. My nice. one-year-old GSD is intact. The one gentleman with an eight-year-old Golden has turned on my dogs four times now. What? Four times? His attitude is, it's because he's not fixed. No. What's your take on this, on his opinion? No. Well, first of all, he's, he, this is someone that will not take full responsibility for their dog's actions. Also, yeah. it has nothing to do with any dog being fixed or not fixed. It's a behavior. So, like... So Wes is not fixed. So that means he has permission to what? Get attacked or do the attacking? No. It's because their dog is badly behaved. Four times? That's like three times too many. Why are you walking with that person? Why is that person in your walking group? Why doesn't that dog have a muzzle on? Mm. So this is boundary setting. This is boundary setting on your part. You say to the group, listen. This dog You're is, a, out of here. is attacking my dog. <laughs> well, I think they know that. So, but it's like, are we going to allow this? Right. Are we going to allow this? No, absolutely not. So, I would either find another group or ask this person to leave the group or ask, ask this person to muzzle their dog. Next. Sandy said, My German short hairs will definitely eat a bird during training. Don't get sick. Yeah, exactly. Tex ate a bird one day. Yeah. They've eaten rabbits. They've eaten birds. They've eaten all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Next. Avi said, raw rocks and less stinky poops. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, and smaller. Much smaller. Yep. Um, John said, just stop in to say hi. Hi, John. Hey, John. 
Kara, what is a good way to get client leads for a new trainer? Oh, do a mentorship with me. Do a one-on-one online business Join the council. community. Join the community. Join We're, our community. We mentor a lot of trainers yeah. on there. Yeah, so um, it's so multifaceted. Number one, start doc, get on get on at least three good social media platforms, I would suggest. Right now, most likely, you know, uh, let's, well, more than three, but let's, let's do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, LinkedIn, believe it or not, it's an untapped market there. And... Um, you want to start putting out lots of helpful content, both in video, photo, and if you if you're a good writer, you know blog blog uh, format as well. Be careful about using AI for your blogs because it might not be in your voice at all, and you want to make sure that that your clients can um the flavor of your blog post matches the flavor of like a lot of the stuff you do you want to make sure that so it's more authentic. Um, and then you uh, also. If you're first starting out, you want to do a, you can, you know, you start looking how to do Facebook ads, okay, which can be very, very powerful. You can also go old school, putting up flyers, believe it or not, putting up flyers everywhere. Make sure all of your, your, your pet shops, your vets, everybody's got your business card. Um, you can wear, get a t-shirt with your company name on the back, um, as well as the front. And you can make sure that, um, you go to tons of places in, fact, in downtown Sarasota this past weekend, we went to an outdoor art festival and, um, somebody walked by with two well-behaved dogs. And I bet you, I said, Oh, I bet that's a trainer. And when they walk by the back of their shirt, yep. It's a dog trainer. Great way to get business. Just show what you do. You don't go running up to people with badly behaved dogs as ambulance chasing say, hey, do you want me to help you with your dog? You also don't want walk, walk up to overweight people and say, hey, I can help you lose weight. Next. No. Jennifer said, embarrassed to admit this, but my dog punctured my other dog's neck from resource guarding. Mm-hmm. Hence my action for lessons. My dog guards what little things she can have. Okay. So that can be stopped in One five minutes. session. Yeah. That can be stopped in five minutes. Just to let you know, we have a whole course on resource. We, we have a course too. on resource guarding. It's like one of the um, courses. The, uh, excuse me, the out command resource guarding and dogs resource guard everything, anything they feel that is important to them. Always remember that you can have a dog that will not resource guard food, will not resource guard high value treats, but will resource guard some ratty teddy Miss Piggy doll that you got from the big box store for ninety nine cents out of the freaking bin after like some Disney movie freaking failed and um. And your dog resource guards that. Dogs resource guard space. They resource guard beds. They resource guard um, people. Sticks and blades of grass. Yes. So they resource guard anything they deem valuable. Five minutes to stop. It's a five-minute protocol. And it's done with a remote cower, a shock cower. Is it fun to watch? No. But guess what? Dog fights suck. Next. Um, Paulette says, hi, guys. Glad to be a part of this Q&A. Always informative. Oh, hi, Paulette. I hope you're feeling better. Oh, yeah. We've hey. been emailing. She's sick. Oh, I sucks. hope you are feeling better. It sucks. Glad you're on the show. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see, like, there's side conversations going on here. So, yeah. pickles and grapes. What about a young puppy with crate whining that stops the second you stand up to crack? The pup is having issues in the morning mm-hmm. when it hears the alarm before getting up to go out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is what we do. We said, and this is and so many people are like, that's wrong. And I'm like, why does it keep working over and over and over again with no negative shrapnel effect? You set the dog up to fail. All right. Number one, when you have a pup, when you have any dog that's doing great bullshit, your markers are important. So you have a no marker and a yes marker. Not giving any marker is a yes marker historically because you're ignoring it. Unless you just go to right to correction, which is not the worst thing to do. Ideally, you'd be saying no first or there'd be a, you can use tone as your no if you want to. You can use, um, you know, just, you can just say no. 
before you get up, you should say no and apply the apply the punisher. Don't wait to get up, or you'll, that'll be a very vicious cycle of a game. It's like I whine and bark, owner gets up, dog's dog dog stops. Sit back down, happens again. Also, if the dog is the the trigger that it is is the alarm, I would then constantly be having that alarm go off, and I would desensitize the dog to the alarm. So what we do is we set these protocols up just so the dog makes a mistake, just so we can educate the dog that was the wrong choice. You've got to make sure you share both sides of the the story with the dog, or it'll never know. You can reward it all day long for not whining, and then when it whines, people say withhold the reward. That is not going to stop it. Why? Because whining, barking, biting, jumping, scratching, fence fighting are self-rewarding in themselves. If you don't supply the reward, many dogs will supply rewards with their own behavior. The idea is, and you need to apply something that's not enjoyable to them to give them incentive to stop. And that is how you stop behaviors. Next. Joyful Canines of buying the courses and going to the class would be a double win. I would do both for sure. Bring some strategies to the class as well. No harm in buying the courses Just, too. Well, be careful about telling a trainer what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be very careful. It's like, I, it's like we've had people come into our, when we would do one-on-ones, oh, well, I went to a trainer before and they said do this. And I'm like, well, why aren't you still with that trainer then? Right. Why, why then go back to that trainer? And I don't say it in a rude way, but I'm like, go back to that trainer. You're in our house now. These are our rules. We can't have you doing half this, half that. And I think what a lot of people are doing now, they're getting confused. They're getting confused by, for instance, somebody mentioned they've got a dog that does bite work. Now, their bite work trainer, is, which, by the way, is a, is a skill set to do bike work, but that's not family pet dog training. Mm-hmm. You can also have a bite work dog and still be a family pet. You can use two different training modalities. So in a lot of bite work dogs, the remote cower is used to actually ramp the dog up. We can use the remote cower to actually calm the dog down. Same piece of equipment, different training philosophies. And guess what? Both will be effective if you know what you're doing. You can have family pet dog life and work life. Next. My God, we have not even like made a dent in all the questions tonight. Holy smokes. Um, Kara says, what did your worst anxiety case look like? Um, we, we, we documented that. There was a dog named Max where he um, had years of um, not being able to um, be left unsupervised. So he couldn't sleep alone. Um, they, had two sep- they had two bedrooms. The, dog, the, the owners had two bedrooms. One person, because he couldn't be crated, and if he was left in a room by himself or even in the same room as them, he, was, um, he would destroy everything in sight. So one person slept on a couch or a bed or a floor, and they tied themselves to the dog, and um, they, were, they were constantly being woken up. Um, and then when he got into a crate, he would break his teeth, break his He'd break his nails, self-mutilate, break out of every kennel that he was ever put in, even terrible. some intense ones. And um, it, was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. We stopped it in four days, which took us, it was about the longest that it ever it took us to terrible. stop it. But it was terrible. We were tired. Yep. We were yeah. scratching our heads. Yeah, but we came up with a solution. We yeah. figured it out. We figured it out. Joyful Canine said, my client has a seven-year barking dog, got a complaint, so finally went with a bark collar. Mm. It w- was working well, and then they got a puppy and removed the bark collar because the puppy sets off the collar. Any tips? That's weird. What, what part of the, what, 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 well, if the puppy is playing with a collar, playing with a dog, and they're butting on the neck, could that ever do it? If the puppy has dog tags, and the dog tags jingle when it gets close to the collar, could that do it? Um, is it possible that during the play, the dog is actually like, you know, play yeah, barking, play whining. When they're not home? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I'm just saying though, mm. um, then go then switch to a um switch to a remote collar. 
So now the puppy can't set it off. Only only you can set it off. Next. Let's see. Constance says, snacks reminds me of my Zara. She would hurt herself if she couldn't get to me. I'm telling you, Jay and Jay know their shit when it comes to separation anxiety. She's like a new dog now. Yeah. The best version of her little doggy self. So congratulations. That's great that you did yeah. all that work. Yeah, but but we've seen dogs like like bloody themselves. It looks like you walk into a murder scene. Yeah. You know, it really does. I don't think we documented too much of Max because this was like way back. Yeah, we were, we were focusing on... We, we were focusing on... We like, were focusing on documenting. We, we did some lives on this. We did some posts on this. We definitely did some... There's some photos up there, but we didn't show the whole process like we showed the whole process. Now, also, a lot of that process was pretty harsh. Yeah. And we can't show that. You can't put that on, on um, the public domain because they'll be, but, but, you know, when you've got serious, serious behavioral issues. Where the dogs literally, like, it's, 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 I will rip every tooth and every or, nail or out of my mouth. I will attack every human being or I will attack yeah. every dog. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty rehabbing the dog at the first couple of steps, not the whole training journey, but to get that dog to stop doing it absolutely is not pretty now the great thing is to start getting the dog to not want to do it that's mostly reward-based training mm. now you're looking for as many wins as possible but first you have to put the fire out next um jackie said nice just to live in northern virginia nice sunshine canine said laugh my ass off i said this to a client the other day dog training is not a buffet and these analogies are fire tonight. Poison uh, M&M's. I know. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go to the dog park? Um, do you let your kid eat poison M&M's? Right. No, just twice a year. No. <laughs> twice a year. Kim said, LOL, was about the blue cheese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking ranting about blue cheese dressing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I love some blue cheese dressing on my salad. So, yeah. talk to the hand. But, okay. hey. You you get the, the, if you look at the back, people are not looking at labels of blue no, cheese. Still addressing, they're not looking at labels. This is what we're saying is what Jeff is trying to say. As a personal trainer for ten years, people say I'm going on a diet. So to in their mind, it's like I'm just going to cut out everything unhealthy and eat lettuce, which is a shitty way. Or to or, or where if you're in a diet, it's just a caloric deficit. Yes. If you track your macros and you understand calories in versus calories out, you can technically. Still get away with eating some right. not so good and, stuff. And you can, and, and also, as long as you're in a calorie right. deficit. Theoretically, you can eat any food group you want, but you just have to also understand how much. Mm-hmm. That's all. Calories. But so many people aren't getting these gargantuan salads. I think I'm going to get a salad. Can I get um, ham, cheese, steak, <laughs> bacon, bacon, and then also Thousand Island dressing? With Can I get an extra an extra yeah. um, thing of Thousand Island dressing, please? Um, instead, of, instead of oil and vinegar. It's like, on the side. On the side. It's like it's so important that people understand literally caloric. What, yeah. what, what food has what? And then what? Granola. When people are like, oh, I ate granola. Uh-huh. Like, do you realize how many calories are in granola? Yeah, exactly. This much, like yes. 400 calories. Yes. <laughs> Next. Joyful canine. Let's see. Oh, that was to somebody else. Ari said, we already discussed that on the last one that we're not going to talk about that viral video going around right yeah. now. Close has just got here. I have a question about submissive pee. We are mm. working with a rescue Bernadoodle, Bernadoodle, nine months. She's sweet. We try not to overlove her when we pet her. Sometimes when she sits, she submissive pees. We thought we had it nipped, but every once in a while, she just gets excited. Any tips? We do not get excited to see her, and we wait until she knows we are standing there to love her a bit. Okay, stop loving her. For now. Stop loving her for now. It's not helping at all. Just do stuff with her yeah, instead. Yeah, do stuff. Work her. I'm not saying don't love your dog. 
But the physical aspect of affection, cut it out. Literally, just stop. It's not mean to do. And that's not why we have dogs. But also, you're working with a rescue. I, I don't know if you're working. It doesn't sound like it's your dog. Because then it would be called your dog. Because um, rescue's not a breed. But if you're working with a rescue on one of their dogs, as like a trainer helping out the rescue, like, it's not your dog to love. That, that sounds cold and uncaring, but if you're trying to actually truly rehabilitate the dog, if you're trying to truly eliminate fe fear, um, excitement, pee, two different things, but still, you know, ner ner nervous, fearful, excitement, pee, the best thing to do is to be as neutral as possible around the dog and don't give it affection at all. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do stuff with the dog. That doesn't mean you're being mean to the dog, but we need to start patterning non-peeing cycles. Next. Joyful Canine said, you know why kibble was invented? So it could last for months for the war dogs and not spoil. Clearly not necessary now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kibble was, kibble was, I mean, a lot of the dry food was, was is around for longevity, but the, the, the shelf life of kibble is very long. Mm -hmm. To go from the manufacturer to the distributor, to the wholesaler, to the retailer, and all of them are warehousing the food. That's a very long sales cycle from manufacturing date to sales to the, the consumer actually getting it. Next. Um, let's see. Glow said, yeah, fixed or not fixed, it's not an excuse. No, it's absolutely not an excuse. Mm -mm. It's a bullshit fucking excuse. It's, it's, it's a bullshit excuse for an owner to not take responsibility for their own dog's action. Now, mistakes get made. You know, dogs do break out of, break, they slip out of harnesses, they get mm -hmm. off leashes, they um, run through front doors. Like, mistakes do happen. But this is not a mistake. This is a owner who is failing to take responsibility for their own actions, not the dog's actions, their own actions. Next. Jackie said, I love your show. Been too long since I tuned in. Oh, hey, Jackie. Thanks for being here. AJ, potty training a one-year-old Akita who spent life up to four months outside. So when you got, that can be challenging. So I've owned outside dogs before. Um, or you have dogs a lot of the time that are, um, they're, so for instance, Kira, one of my dogs who had a very active lifestyle, she would spend a lot of time doing activities outside or she was always staying in place or always lying down. She truly was not housebroken. Now, could she last overnight in a crate? Yes. She was fully crate trained. But would I ever leave her alone in the house unsupervised? No, I wouldn't. But I also didn't need to. So I crated her or we were off where we were out doing stuff or we're just hanging out. And then I was like, oh, it's been five hours since we went to the bathroom. Let's go outside to go to the bathroom. And I would tell her to go to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom on command. Um, but I mean, we got to the point where when we were traveling in the RV, she wasn't contained. Um, when we would, Angela and I would travel. And it's like, she didn't go to the bathroom. So would she have been house trained? I don't know. But that was never a goal of mine. But now when you've got a dog that was lived outside, they drop trowel whenever they want to. So you've got what your work cut out for you. So lots of structure. Definitely want to be able to pre-train first, but it might be a challenge. It might be a challenge, but that doesn't mean it's not doable. Next. Ryan, so people and their damn untrained dogs running off leash around the brewery is really annoying. Yeah. Adobe snuck up behind Bia and she sternly checked her, sent her running to her owner. The Good. room got quiet. Good. Absolutely. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. It's, it's the same with kids running around uh, restaurants. Excuse me. Stop this kid from running around the restaurant, please. This isn't Chuck E. Cheese. Like, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese. And if it was Chuck E. Cheese, there's an area where kids can run around, not where we're sitting. You're sitting down. I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese before, but I imagine that's where kids go and run around all over the place. But it shouldn't be where people are actually dining. 
Mm, it's kind of free for all there. Well, then it's not acceptable. That's a great place to teach your kids. This area, not running around. See that area? That's running around. Because most restaurants don't have that. But that's one of my pet peeves is children that do not know how to behave in restaurants. Next. Well, so yes, join the community. It's the best. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Kara, do you have any thoughts on how to control the numbers of loose dogs? I live in Texas. People's livestock are constantly getting slaughtered by people's loose pets. Yep. Curious what y'all think. Shoot them. I feel like that's what most farmers Sorry. would do. No, I'm not, I am not encouraging people to go around shooting dogs. But when you live in Texas, and, and Texas especially. Where everybody has a gun. Because, because everyone's got a gun. You're a lot of open carry. You there's a huge there's a huge other predators for livestock. You can shoot them as well. You got a you got a big hog problem there, very large hog problem there, where they're putting sometimes bounties on uh, on these animals because they can reproduce like crazy, crazy. And what is it? A six month old piglet can start reproducing or something like that. Nine month old piglet, yeah. And they can do multiple litters. Uh, they do what up to eight to ten uh, in a litter, and they can do multiple litters a year. It's a humongous issue, huge issue. That's why they do helicopter kills. And everyone thinks it's mean. I'm like, is that mean, or is the farmer going out of business because their crops were destroyed? Is mean. Mm. So, um, but if you've got dogs, you know that's the big thing that's going to happen in the UK. You know, the UK is going to be supposedly banning e-collars. This will be a huge livestock problem of being killed. Huge. Just wait. You'll hear about it. You're going to hear about it, and dogs are going to be shot because you're, you're, especially in Texas. But a farmer is allowed to go out and shoot a dog if it's bothering, not attacking, bothering. If it's on their property, dog can be shot and killed. I know it's horrific. People have to understand life in Texas, life in farms are way different than most people understand. Next, Nancy said, "Love your answer. You confirm my feelings. I need to advocate for my boy. When I see he shows up, I just go find another place to exercise my dog." Yep. Mm-hmm. Or someone should stand up and say, excuse me, it's time for you to go. Yep. Sam said, I parked on the street and was getting out of the car. A guy with a dog stopped and said, he loves to say hi to everyone. If you don't mind, he loves people. He loves if people pet him. I do mind. I said, I do mind, actually. No yeah, thanks. Yeah, I do How mind. Weird. Yeah. That's such a weird thing. What, what, that's code word for he has no control over his dog. Right. So when it, this is how it started. He pulled up, he pulled towards all, all people. Oh, I guess he loves meeting people. I'm not going to stop it. I don't want to take the dog's joy away. But it's like, have you ever thought that, remember that one time we were traveling across the country in the RV? We were sitting down outside of a Panera bread, all right, eating a salad with ranch dressing. Okay. And, right and, and literally, dogs on a flexi leash. And it's not a flexi leash conversation because if that was on a six foot leash, we would have done the same thing. the same thing. And we're sitting down and we're just sitting there. All of a sudden, somebody walks by. And they're far enough to not let their dog get into our space. But next thing you know it, the dog was jumping up on my leg. I just picked up the leash. He did. I didn't toss he the dog. lifted the dog. But I lifted okay. the dog up, and I moved him out of the way, and, I'm, and I just looked at the owner. They got the message. I'm like, I don't want your dog jumping on me. And it doesn't mean, like, I don't care about dogs. How about means- that one time we were leaving for the airport, and that guy let his dog jump on me, and it dirtied my pants? We were, we were, we were taking an Uber up to Boston. So rude. And... Everything was packed, and Joel just had a backpack with um, no extra clothing in it, um, which, by the way, you should keep extra clothing in it for layovers in just in case. But anyway, um, and it was like 6 in the morning or something like that, 5 in the morning, and, and um, this is at the training center. And um, some guy came out of the building next door to us, and it was a cattle dog or border collie, and let it run all the way up to Joel, jumped up on her pants, it got her pants all dirty. And he's like, not my dog. No, it, oh, this isn't my dog. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, just dirty my right. pants. You, you, I just sit on right. now. It's like, you're just the asshole holding the leash. Next. 
Elizabeth, hi, how can you tell the difference between potty whining in the morning and just wanting to get out of the kennel? Great question. At the beginning, you don't know. At the beginning, you don't know. So number one, um, you can monitor the food and water. Dogs do not have to have water overnight. 10 months too, FYI. 10 months old, dog can actually go without water over, overnight. So I would take away the food and the water at 6 p.m., let's say. I would make sure the dog goes out to the bathroom um, twice. 15 minutes apart. So say the bedtime is 10 o'clock, 9.45, go out to the bathroom, no dilly-dallying, just go right out to the potty spot. Don't just put the dog outside because for all we know, they're just doing fun stuff. On a leash, to the potty spot, go potty, come back in, kennel the dog, put the leash back on the dog. Now it right, right before 10 o'clock, go back out to the potty spot, potty the dog, come back in, kennel the dog. If your dog can go overnight, it's, the whining probably is just irritating whining. Now, I made that mistake. I remember one time, girl was whining, 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 and I was like, oh, she's just whatever. The next thing I, you know, and she, I woke up to shit in the crate. You know, happened once. So it can happen. But when you start to know your dog, a lot of times dogs play you. Play you. So meanwhile, if you teach them how to shut up, they'll sleep for two more hours. Mm. Next. Kara said, it's hard to eat too many calories if you're eating whole foods. My dog and I are on the same diet, and I'd say it's working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we take, we take, and even this is the thing. So, like, we're going to we're going back to Greece this summer, and um, whenever we're, Joelle's got a pretty sensitive um, system. So, there's a lot of foods that she can't eat, especially around with especially with gluten. A lot of the um, uh, uh, non grass fed, grass finished uh, meats out there, um, she has a bad reaction to. And it's supposed to be the chemicals that are in the foods. But when we all go over to Greece, she can eat an average loaf of bread. She can have pizza. Oh, so good. So you've got bread and dairy, two big triggers for her. And over there, she can have as much pizza as she wants. She can have tons of bread if she wants. And I don't gain weight, weirdly. Yeah. So, so also, our food system has been compromised here in the U.S. Next. Oh, for sure. So. Cheryl said, poppy seed dressing on everything. Ooh, everything. poppy seed is good. Everything. Put it on everything. Yep. Glow said, correct, not my dog. Okay, understand. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kara said a lot of those kibbles are actually spoiled by the time they get to the stores, especially during the summer. They sit in the hot warehouses yes. and the fat in them goes rancid, causing inflammation. Yeah, not, only, yep. not only that, but the tractor trailers, though, too. So gross. It's not going in refrigerated climate controlled trucks. Um, Jay Drink Walter said it's a diverted 20 minute walk night due to zero degree season. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't okay. feel bad. That's another, here's another great reason. It's so funny that people are. You know, there's a great guy. I've actually never talked to him, um, but he does uh, mobile uh, slap mills. So if you know what a slap mill or a carpet mill is, just look up slap mill. It's a self-powered treadmill. The dogs run. In other words, when you see a dog running full sprint, they're not being made to run full sprint. All they have to do is stop. It stops. It's self-motorized. There's actually no motor to it. It has rollers and it has a surface. And it has a clip for a harness in the middle and your harness goes on the dog. But anyway... So I, I love to watch those videos, and I love to go to the comments to see, to see all the like predict, predictable comments. You know, why don't you, first of all, people think it's mean and abusive, which it's not, but it's like, why don't you take the dog for a walk instead? It's like, first of all, you do realize that elderly people own dogs, people that are um, handicapped and can't walk own dogs, people that um, uh, 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 can't just um, weight-wise walk for far distances, heart-wise walk for far distances, lung-wise can't walk for far distances, but a slap mill allows all those things. And now here we are with beyond frigid temperatures, mm -hmm. okay, death-like death, death -like temperatures out there, okay. Glad my dog knows how to walk on a treadmill. Like temperatures. You know? So, next. 
Um, Pickles and Grapes said, for correcting puppy in the morning by the alarm trigger for whining, how do you figure out what level to start? So, first of all, how old is the puppy? Because I don't want you using a remote collar too young. But this is what you do. You have to fully understand. So when everybody asks me that, it sort of tells me that the person is not fully knowledgeable about the e-cower, and I want you to be fully knowledgeable about the e-cower. First, we always remember there's a difference between stopping a behavior and training a behavior. Now, as far as stopping the level, you don't worry about the level as much as looking at the dog. How does the dog respond to it? Anybody that gives you a number doesn't know what they're talking about. Because how would they know how your dog responds to a certain level? What level do you use? The snarky answer is the correct level. Today it might be a five, tomorrow it might be a 10, the next day it might be a three. I don't know, I also don't know what brand of cow you're working on, and I also don't know if um, the dog understands you know, the conversation. So Four months old. Four, four months old, 16 weeks old, I would use a bonker instead. I would say no, mark it, and then bonk. You can also use a squirt bottle, um, but if you're going to use a remote collar, you would you you have to watch the dog and figure it out. I do all this stuff on my consults too. People will send me a video of them doing it. You can also turn the camera around facing the dog, and I can watch you doing it. And I can give you I can fully train your dog just by online consults. Next, let's see. Elizabeth says yes. Gluten and dairy issues here. And J A. What's J A. I ate like everything and lost 10 pounds in seven days. U.S. food is so annoying. Mm -hmm. Isn't it though? Isn't it? Yep. Yep. It's like everywhere but here. You're pretty much good. Yep. I mean, people have to realize that there's so many foods that are in the U.S. that are banned in so many other countries. You know, Ritz Ritz crackers are banned. Mama G's here. Yeah. So there's a German bakery right down the street from us. She does everything the right way. And even though her breads are, they're organically gluten-free. She well no, there she does sourdough, so she ferments them. It's fermented, so I mean, but so it's, it's much easier it's great, on your like exactly. digestive tract. Yep. J A is Jamaica. That's what I was exactly. thinking. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kara said Amazon sells slat mills for less than a thousand. You're welcome. I was literally just looking them up. Wow. Holy shit, they have ones for like six hundred bucks. Look what, at that. What size are they? It, there's like a Doberman on it. Really? Look at that. Holy shit. For large, medium dogs. I know. About to buy one right now. Holy shit. Right. Man, I wonder if the po- if those are all metal components and metal rollers and stuff. I know. I wonder what the quality is. Yeah. But if, if you, like if you click on one. it, I wonder if there's videos and we can really inspect them. Pretty cool. Yeah. Also read the reviews. Yep. Jackie said, what's best, bear mace, pepper spray, or pepper gel? Thinking of getting bear mace for off-leash dogs since shield spray failed on an off-leash Rottweiler. My cattle dog mix handled that one for me. So the gel is going to stick more. Um the I don't know what the projectile limit is, is in it. Spray is um, good. You just have to watch out for wind. The the gel is going to be heavier, so you, the wind might not affect you as much. So, but if I had the choice of if I wanted to neutralize um, an animal or a person, gel sounds pretty damn good to me. Next, Elizabeth said, just to add, we finished water at eight p.m. No food and water overnight. But yeah, I think sometimes he plays us. Ten p.m. bedtime, seven forty-five. Wake up. I tell him no crying. He stops for a short time, then starts again. So I take him out once he's quiet. Potty feed and then back into the kennel and cries again in two and a half hours. I think he can hold longer, but I get nervous. He will accident in the crate as a manipulation tactic. I won't lie. That's yep. why I got your separation and green graduate courses yep. to get him more settled so we can all be calm. Yeah. All those things are very, very valid concerns. I would go from uh, instead of eight o'clock water, I would shrink it to six o'clock water. Let's shrink it to six o'clock water. And, and sometimes you just play trial and error. You just feel like, you know, shut the hell up, dog. It's like, oops, 
I guess you did have to go out. And every once in a while, a dog will like, there's been nights where um, I've heard, this is when girl was alive. It's like, that's a different kind of wine. Yeah. You never whine to go outside, but it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you whining? Yeah. And then she was moving around and like, I'm like, obviously you have to go to the bathroom. She went outside and boom, she took a fucking shit like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she wasn't feeling well. Next. Um, Kara said they're making us sick on purpose. It's pretty scary what's going on. Yes. It's all connected to Big Farm. Yes. Talk to Mr. Gates about all this. She also said cattle taser might be more reliable than pepper spray or gel. Amazon has some decent ones with flashlights built in. Yes. I'm not sponsored by Amazon, by the way. So this is the thing. I have the flashlight taser. So this too. is the thing, though. The, the dog, the animal has to be close to you. That's the only downfall. The animal has to be close. Now, the sound alone can freak out the dog. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very careful. We once worked with a dog. We had a stun baton. We used to have stun batons. And we really have to use them. But there was a dog that came after us. And we put out the stun baton. It bit the stun baton. We activated it while I was biting it. It literally smashed the stun baton in half while it was being activated. Jesus Obviously, mouth, um, the mouth area is a very, very sensitive area. So it must have been very uncomfortable for that dog to do it. And this is not, by the way, this is not a training protocol. This was a self-preservation protocol. We do things way differently now. We don't need stun batons at all for, you know, for, for, for training aggression, for rehabbing aggression. But you would have it on for safety. It's great for dog fights. It's great for you know, a lot of different things. Next. Um, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Don't forget. It would be great if you can share anything you can about um, us and the show and the podcast. So we can help There's a bunch of new people on tonight so we can help even more people. And we also have some incredible courses. We just launched a separation anxiety course, but we have um, so many more courses. We have something called the community. Go to Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy. And, um, it's just a wonderful place to go and to get further education. Angela, did you want something? Yeah. What's up, buddy? Hello. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. You, you know the whole gist. I've done this like 10 other times. Uh, I just wanted to say hey, goodbye. And I'm going to do a Fun Facts podcast with me and Papa on Thursday. What time? This Thursday. Uh, actually, I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll put it up. It's we'll going it to be up. Eastern Standard Time, though. So whatever time we tell you, it's Eastern Standard Time. Okay, great. I'm going to be putting up another clip of you from your last podcast. Wait, what? I put, Wait. I put clips up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Angela has a great podcast. So for all you astronomy buffs, you had a really a lot of good information on his last one. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Take care. Madly in love with all of you. Would you have one more thing? Yes, one more thing. Okay. If you guys like Pokemon... The uh, next podcast is going to have a lot of Pokemon facts. So if you like Pokemon, tune in. There you go. You heard yourselves. There you go. All right, everybody. Take care. Really in love with you. Bye-bye.